0: Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Activate God's Purpose, where we yield to God's divinity, we yield our humanity to God's divinity. And today we're going to talk about our struggles, our troubles, our battles, our bad days, the things that we go through, the things that challenge us, the things that make us feel like we're nothing. The things that make us feel like life is futile, the things that make us ask, why am I here in the first place? Like, is this what it's about? Is this who God is? Is this what life is about? Why am I here? All this struggle, all this trouble, all this grief, all this hardship. Why am I here? What's going on? Why was I born? You know, have you been through that before? where you're just asking, why? And it's like one thing after the other, one thing after the other, never ending, back to back. Always a struggle, always a trouble, always a battle, always a bad day, why? And and many times we don't have the answers. They might come later, but while it's happening, we don't have the answers. And it hurts. It really, really does. It, we feel it in our bones. We feel it in, our, in the core of our beings, in our souls, in our minds, in our hearts, our spirits. Our, we feel it in our bodies. And sometimes it's, we feel it so much that it affects our physical being. And it becomes harder to be patient. It becomes more difficult to smile. And in our quiet moments, because we don't know who to talk to, we, we wish we had someone to talk to, someone who would actually understand, not someone who would say, "Oh, I understand, oh, yes, I get it," and, and you know give us a pat on the back, but someone who actually, really, really understands the pain, the agony, the grief, someone who's walked in not our shoes, because our shoes cannot be exact, but similar to our shoes and so they have an idea of the agony of the trauma of the pain of the grief of the why there's a song um, that I learned of the other day and um, I don't really know how to sing it but I'm going to ask you to (laughs) to bear with me Let me sing the song to you. And um, I'm hoping that the the person who sang it, who I know as Jonathan McReynolds, will forgive me because I think I'm absolutely going to ruin the song. But let me sing it. (laughs) Oh, okay, here we go. Holy Spirit, help me. Lord Jesus, help me. It says, May your
1: struggles keep you near the cross, and may your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should, and may your bad days prove that God is good and may your whole life prove that God is good. May your struggles keep you near the cross and may your troubles show that You need God and may your battles end the way they should, and may your bad days prove that God is good, and may your whole life prove that. God is good. Let your whole life prove that God is good. Hallelujah. My brother, my
0: sister, listener, audience, may your struggles keep you near the cross and not away from the cross and not far from the cross. And may your troubles show you that you need God. You cannot and should not be independent off of God. And may your battles end the way they should. In other words, always be at the center of God's will. And may your bad days prove That God is good. So instead of going so deep into depression, so deep into anger, so deep into bitterness, your bad days will show that God is good because you will see his grace. You will see his mercy. You will experience his goodness. His goodness, you will see that his goodness comes chasing after you, comes after you, pursues you. And whatever was meant for evil, God will take that thing and turn it around and turn it around and turn it around for your good, for your sake and for his name's sake. And let your whole life, may your whole life show, demonstrate, illustrate that God is good. Don't lose faith. Don't lose faith because God is good. God is good. God's hand is moving. You might not see it. God believes in you. God believes in you. He believes that you can go through this and come out for the better. He believes that you can go through this and come out as gold. He believes that you can go through this and come out like a pearl. He believes that you can go through this and come out divine. Closer to him. Better than you were before. And as the scriptures say that your, 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 your latter, your years from now will be greater than your years past. Yes, may your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show you that you need God. May your battles end the way they should. If you give your battles to God, they will end the way that they should. God has never lost a battle and he's not about to start losing one now. May your bad days prove that he is God. Let the power of God saturate your bad days. Let your faith be lifted up. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the the strength of God become your strength. Let the joy, the courage of God become your joy and your courage. Allow God to prove in your bad days that he is good. God never promised that we would not have struggles or bad days or troubles or battles. We will. We live in this world. The reality is that we will. But in those bad days, in those hard times, in those difficult moments, in those extremely agonizing moments, extremely agonizing moments, Pain where you cannot describe, you cannot find the words to describe. And people ask you, are you okay? What's the matter? And you get to a point now where you just smile. Because where do you start? How do you begin to explain? Hmm, you don't even know if they'll get it. And you'd rather talk to someone who, before you finish your sentence, the sentence of your pain, the sentence of your agony, the sentence of your trauma, before you even start, just looking at you, the tears in your eyes, the tremor in your voice, your body trembling, your hands shaking, before you even say three words, after you've said three words, they, they start tearing up as well. They hold your hand, they know, they get it, they can discern it because they have been through that fire, they have been through those waters. They have banged their heads against the wall. They've been stuck between the devil and a hard rock and a hard place. The devil and the blue sea, as people say. They can even look at you and say, you don't even have to say anything else and just hug you and cry with you and tremble with you and build your faith and say, we don't understand it, God. We don't know why this is hard, this is painful, but we're here, we still have faith, we still believe in your goodness, we still believe in your mercy, we still believe in your deliverance, we still believe in your redemption, we still believe in, the, in your salvation, we still believe that Jesus is Lord and King of kings and Lord of lords, hallelujah, we still call Jesus master, even though it feels like he's slaying us, even though it feels like he's crushing us, even though it feels like he's torturing us, even, though, even if it's not him, if he's allowing it to happen and it hurts so bad, and we're asking, God, where are you? Why this? Why now? How come? But if you are my God, if you are my Father, why? If you are my Father, why? If you are my father, if you are God, why? People who understand that kind of pain, that level of questioning where you're not just asking because it's frivolous, but you're asking from the depth of your bowels, from the bowels of your pain, from the bowels of your agony, from the bowels of your frustration. It's a genuine, but God, why? But God, why? Not because you don't believe in him anymore. Not because you don't believe in the existence of Jesus. Not because you don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. But you're going through a season and it hurts so bad to the point where you have to say, but God, why? Not that you're questioning his sovereignty. Not that you're you're not questioning who he is or you're not questioning Why Jesus died on the cross and how he rose again? You're not questioning that he's a miracle-working God? No. You're not questioning whether he's the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. You're not questioning. You're not questioning whether or not God can provide for you or fight for you. No. It's just, Father, why? Why this? Why now? How come? Hallelujah. And so I just love the song that Jonathan McReynolds sang. I wish I could meet him one day and ask him what brought the song about. I'm assuming that he's the original um, writer of the lyrics. I think he is. And for someone to sing that song, it doesn't come from just any place doesn't come, it's, it, it's, it's someone who has gone through and has seen others go, go through, but they haven't lost their faith. They haven't lost their faith in God. They haven't lost their faith in Jesus. And they haven't lost their faith in the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 43 from verse 1 says, But now, this is what the Lord says, He who created you, Jacob, So, I don't know what your name is, but put your name there. He who created you, put your name. Isaiah chapter 43. Who formed you, Israel? But put your name, brother. Put your name, sister. Put your name, listener. Put your name, audience. He who created you, what is your name? He who formed you, what is your name? Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Don't fear. You're asking, but why God? And he's saying to you, I know your name. I have redeemed you. I know what you're going through. But I want you to know that I have redeemed you. You're going through it. You're going through the struggle, through the process. Yes, it's for a reason, and you don't understand it now. And you're asking, but why God? But I have redeemed you. God has already redeemed you. This struggle, this agony, this trauma, it's going to come to a close. Its chapter is going to end. The sentence will stop. The period will come, will be put at the end of the sentence of struggle. Hang in there. Hang on. He says, I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. I'm not confused about who you are. I know who you are. I have called you by name. I know your name. I know your struggles. I feel your struggles. I feel your pain. (laughs) Before you went through it, I knew you were going to go through it. And before you went through it, I have redeemed you already. You are mine. I protect you. I will protect you. I will always protect you. I have kept you. I will always keep you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. So you will pass through the waters. But guess what? You're not alone. You are going through the waters, but you're not alone I will be with you. Why? Because you are mine. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. The rivers will not drown you. You feel like you're drowning. Don't be tricked into drowning. Don't drown. That's not why you're going through the rivers. That's not why you're going through the waters. I'm with you in my sovereignty, in my power. I'm with you. I am God. They will not sweep over you. Your head is still above water. Yes, the agony. Yes, the pain. Yes, the trauma. Yes, God, why? But your head is above the water. It says it will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. Yes, you will go through the fire. Yes, you will feel the fire. But it will not burn you. Remember the three children, the three Hebrew Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, very popular story. They threw them into the furnace, the fiery furnace. They, they, They heated up the fiery furnace seven times over. They threw them in. And the king himself, not the crowd, not the people who threw them in, the king himself, the one who had authority, the one who ruled the land, stood up and said, did I tell you to throw in three? Yes, sir. Yes, king. Yes, king. But how come I see four? How come I see the Son of God with them in that fire? How come I see Jesus with them in that fire? How come I see the Messiah with them in that fire? How come I see the Christ in them, the anointed one, the Son of God with them in that fire? How come? He is with you. The flames will not set you ablaze. They are flames. Yes, they hurt, but they will not burn you to ashes. They will not set you ablaze. Yes, the furnace is heated up, and it seems like the furnace is constantly, consistently, it feels like it's permanently heated up. But God says, you are His I am his, and he's right in that fire with us. He's right in those waters with us. He's right in those rivers with us. Verse three, he says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. Put your name there again. The Holy One of who? Who are you? What's your name? He says, I am your God. He says, Your Savior. Your Savior. He says, I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your steed, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you. I love you. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. In the Message Bible, he says, I would sell off the whole world to get you back. Trade the creation just for you. Maybe God is trying to get your attention. Maybe you're going through all this because he's tried so hard to save you, so hard to get your attention, so hard to tell you that you have a divine destiny, that there's more to you than you see in the mirror every day, that there's more to you than people say to you, than people describe to you. Maybe you've collected accolades, I don't know. Maybe you haven't, I don't know. Maybe you're famous, maybe you're not. Maybe a lot of people know you, maybe a lot of people don't. I don't know what your condition or situation is but the fire is not to harm you. The flood is not to harm you. The rivers are not to harm you. He's not going to let that happen. It's to get your attention. Can you imagine the great God, the sovereign God, the almighty one has a weakness and that weakness is you. That weakness is you trying to win your love, trying to win you over not just for his namesake, but for your sake. Because the Bible says he wishes that none will perish. And perhaps you're going down a path that might seem good, but at the end of it is destruction. At the end of it, you will perish. And he's saying, I love you too much. So since you're not listening, why don't I send the fire? Why don't I send the flood? Why don't I send the river? Or even if I don't send them, why don't I allow them to come into your life? I'm going to pull back a little bit as God. Maybe I've been too protective. Maybe I've spoiled you and so you're not getting the message. Maybe you need a jolt, a fiery jolt, a river-like jolt, a flood-like jolt. What do you need for me to get your attention to show you how much I love you and that I gave my son to die for you and that still didn't get your attention and then he rose from the grave on your behalf and that still didn't get your attention. What else do you want me to do? So how about I leave you to your own devices, you do your thing and then the fires will come And deception will come. And the rivers will come. And then maybe, maybe you'll surrender and realize that I am your God, not to hurt you, but because I have a plan for you, a good plan for you, and that I am your salvation. Maybe it's time to make Jesus Lord over your life, over everything that concerns you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So what is your condition? What is your situation? Why are you asking why? Why are you asking why? What happened? How did you get to where you, you are right now? And you could blame God. Or you could look in the mirror and say, I have some layers to peel off. I made some wrong turns. I thought I was submissive to God or, or submitted to God. And people think submission is a negative word. It's not negative. But submission is actually very powerful. Very, very powerful. Surrender is very powerful. Especially when you surrender to God. Especially when you surrender to the right people and allow yourself to be vulnerable. I know that they're very difficult to find. That. It's very difficult to find someone you can be vulnerable to now. These days, because you just don't know anymore who's who. The devil comes as an angel of light. But not everyone is a devil, and not everyone is influenced by the devil. But the only way you can discern that is when you surrender to God. You allow Jesus to become your Savior. The Holy Spirit dwells in you and gives you the spirit of insight, the spirit of discernment. So, in your agony and in your pain, and you're asking, why? Perhaps it's time to allow the Holy Spirit in so he can help you to discern the why. Praise the Lord. Because you didn't get to where you are now, just, I don't know, just anyhow. There's a reason for it, right? There's some decisions you made. There's some things you're allowed to influence you. But God in his sovereignty isn't going to allow the situation to destroy you. He's going to allow it to teach you. He's going to allow it to show you something. He's going to allow you to, to break, to die to yourself and become more divine and see yourself through his eyes. It's not there to destroy you. It's there to break you. It's there to cause a type of death in your life where you're not actually die- Dead in the physical, but you're dead to the things that take you away from him. You're dead to the things that that defy God. You're dead to the things that cause you to rebel against God. You're dead to the things that cause you to lose the divinity, the power that God has put in you. You're dead to the things that, that, that will answer the question, why am I here on earth? When you die to those things, That don't have the answer to why you're here on earth, and you become alive to the things that explain to you through God, through Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, why you are here on earth, you start to live. You start to live. You become alive. So your trials are there for a reason. Your trials are there for a purpose. They're not telling you that God doesn't love you. God chastises those he loves. He rebukes those that he loves. If you have children and you love them, whether or not your children like you, if you're doing it out of love and not out of abuse, if you're doing it out of love and not, of, not out of ego, not because you want to live vicariously through your children, not because you want them to be a certain way because that satisfies you, but because you want to see your children as the divine beings that God created them to be, as the unique beings that God created them to be, if your reasons are selfless, You will raise your children and you will chastise them, you will rebuke them and you will train them in a way that will benefit them, benefit their future, benefit their destiny, that will bring them closer to God, their maker. Because he knows their names too. Not just your name, he knows their names too. And same with God. He he wants to bring us closer to how he sees us in his image created in his image. And so he allows affliction. He allows the pain, the agony, the trauma, not to take us further away from the cross, but to bring us nearer, to show us that we do need him. And so when you read James chapter 1 from verse 2, he says, consider it pure joy. Can you imagine in your pain, James is saying to us, consider it pure joy. James must have experienced something. He must have experienced something for him to say this. Because how can you consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds? In the the Message Bible, it says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So your faith is being tested. Your faith will show its true colors. Do you really believe in God? Do you want to believe in God? Where are you as far as your faith in God? And so you go through this pressure. You go through this force of energy that's hurting, that's traumatic, that's causing you to grieve. But what happens is it's showing your true faith. And then it continues to say in the Message Bible, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. My God, don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Have you ever tried to get out of anything prematurely and God has said to you, no? (laughs) Let me submit to you that I am going through that right now. So I know what I'm talking about. I want to get out of something and God is saying, nope, it's not time. But God, what do you mean it's not time? Why do you keep crushing me like this? Why do you keep putting so much pressure? How much more do you think I can take? How do you even trust me to go through this? Why do I have to go through this? Why do I need to go through this? If I was God and you were me, I wouldn't let you go through this. I've had all kinds of conversations with God. But he says, it's not time to get out. Don't get out of it prematurely because you will just hurt yourself even more. Allow God in his wisdom to show you the timing. You will know when it's time. He says, let it do its work. Let the trials, let the challenges, let the trauma, let the grief, let the pain do their work. So you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. So that you become more mature and you become well-developed, not just developed, but well-developed. And then it says, not deficient in any way. Not deficient in any way. This is James chapter, chapter 1. From verse two to four, God does not want you to be deficient in any way. So while you are asking, you're asking him, why God? It's because he does not want you to become deficient in any way. You don't know all the rest of the, the, the picture. You don't understand the rest of it, but understand this. He does not want you to become deficient in any way, in any way. And that's the message version. The New International Version says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Pure joy. Can you imagine tears running down your face, under pressure, confused, hypertension, hurting all over, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, pain. And he says, count it all joy. He says, consider it. Consider. Now you could consider Consider what you're going through, many other directions. But James here is saying, consider it pure joy. Think about it. May I suggest to you that whatever you're going through, consider it as pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and God knows in this day and age we need perseverance. And then he says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Lord Jesus, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Not deficient in any way. You see now? You might think you got it together. People might think you got it together. But Or maybe you don't have it together. Maybe people think you don't have it together. Whatever the case may be, whatever your case is, whatever your condition is, you're going through this moment, this time, why so that perseverance will bring maturity maturity will cause you to be well developed and when you're well developed you will have no deficiency in you so let your faith that is being tested produce perseverance your faith and will produce endurance, steadfastness, perseverance, stay in it until God says, what? Come out of it or it's over, it's done. This is where it stops. Go through it. Go through the fire. Go through the flood. Go through the rivers. They won't go over your head. They won't sweep you away because God is right there with you. He says, you are mine, but you got to go through this, honey. Oh hallelujah! You gotta go through this. You gotta go through this. There's no way around it. You might as well go through it now than later. He says, "Don't stop. Don't don't stop. Don't try to get out of it prematurely. Don't try to get out of it." I know you're asking me why, God. I I, I I'm your father. I feel your pain. I knew before you went through this that you were going to go through it. I allowed it to happen. Why? So that you will not be deficient in any way. Why don't you want me to be deficient, Lord? Well, because you'll be happier. Why don't you want me to be deficient, Lord? Because you will understand when I say in my word that I have peace that surpasses human understanding. Why don't you want me to be deficient, Lord? Well, because you will understand that greater is he he in you than he that is in the world. Well, why don't you want me to be deficient, Lord? Because then you'll understand that I gave my son so that you will have life and life abundantly. Why don't you want me to be deficient, Lord? Well, so that you'll understand that I have given you wisdom, beyond earthly wisdom, insight, beyond earthly insight, understanding, beyond earthly understanding. I have given you power and authority, beyond earthly power, and authority. Why don't you want me to come out of it prematurely? Because I want you to understand my divine protection, my unconditional love, my mercy. Because I want you to understand that I did not come to condemn you. I came to reconcile you, to have a relationship with you. I came to redeem you. I came to save you. I came because I am your father. Father. But now you have to go through all this so you can understand, so you can grasp the depth, the length, the height, the width of my love, my unconditional love for you. I don't want you to be deficient in any way whatsoever. I'm not deficient in any way and you're created in my image. So why should you be deficient in any way? That would make me a selfish God. I want you to be powerful. I want you to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. The earth is mine and the fullness thereof. I want you to understand that I want you to enjoy the fullness of the earth. That I can give you wealth beyond your comprehension, prosperity, prosper your soul, Prosper you financially, prosper you spiritually, prosper you emotionally, prosper you physically beyond your limitations, beyond your understanding, beyond the stigma, beyond the names that you have called yourself, beyond your mistakes and beyond the names that people have called you and beyond their labels. You don't have to be deficient in any way. Your faith has to be tested. And when your faith is tested, it produces perseverance. And if you persevere and allow the work that you're going through now to be finished in you, you allow the fire to burn away the chaff. You allow the flood, the rivers to sweep away the mud, the debris, everything that should not be, the waste that should not be in your life. You persevere until that happens. The anger, the envy, the jealousy, the bitterness. You persevere until those are washed away. They're burnt away by the fire. You're not getting burnt, but these things that you don't need, these heavy weights that easily beset you, these heavy weights that make you angry, impatient, envious, jealous, bitter, competitive, ambitious, enough to pull the rock from under someone, these things that allow demons to trap your emotions and then to trap you and trap your mind, the fire has to burn away. The rivers have to wash away. The floods have to bulldoze them out of your life, for lack of a better word. Mm. The winds of grief and trauma and challenges and trials have to come so that they can typhoon these things out of your life, so that they can hurricane these things out of your life, out of your soul, out of your spirit. Why? So that you will not be deficient in any way. So persevere in the storm, persevere in the hurricane, persevere in the typhoon, persevere in the flood, persevere in the river, persevere in the fire. Why? Your faith is being tested and if you persevere, you become mature. What happens after you become mature? You become complete. What happens when you become complete? You lack nothing. Not lacking anything. That's James chapter 1 from verse 2 to verse 4. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord causes his face to shine upon you. I pray that you have faith as you go through the fire. As you go through the storm, as you go through the challenges and trials, I pray that you see in all of it, all of it, the goodness of God, the goodness of God, the goodness of God. And you will be drawn closer. You will come closer. You will make the choice, the decision to come closer to the cross. In the mighty name of Jesus. And may your whole life from this day forth, may your whole life Show and prove that God is good. And may the battles of your life end the way that they should. Give it to God, and they will end the way that they should. Not halfway, not some, but all of it. The Bible says when we give God a thing, he will establish it. You're asking why? Ask why, but give it all to him. Go ahead and ask why. You're human. You're his son. You're his daughter. Father, why? Father, how come? Father, it hurts too much. Father, I don't think I can continue. I don't think I can go on like this. Father, make it stop. Father, make it stop. And But then he says to you, he says, No, I can't allow you to come out of it prematurely. I love you too much. I love you too much. You have to go through it, son. You have to go through it, daughter. Because there's a beautiful goal at the end of it all. And that goal is your maturity. And that goal is to make sure that you're well-developed. And that goal is to make sure that you're not deficient in any way. That goal is to make sure that you are complete lacking nothing, lacking nothing. You're worth it, my child, so go through it. And you can go through it. I believe in you. If you couldn't go through it, I wouldn't allow the trials to come. I wouldn't allow the challenges to come, but you can go through it. Do not come out of it. Come out of it prematurely. Don't go and commit suicide. Don't go and become a drug addict. Don't go and become an alcoholic. Don't go sleeping around looking for validation, looking for value. You already are valuable. That's why you're going through what you're going through. You already have what it takes. You're already worthy, my child. You're asking why. It's okay to ask why, but don't stop there. Bring it all to Him, bring it all to God, because He does care. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, his only son. Which other God has sent their only son on your behalf, my brother? Which other God has sent their only son for you, my sister? Which other God has sent their only son for you, listener? He says, I don't want you to be deficient. So count it all joy. Cry, but laugh. Cry, weep, grieve. Feel the pain, feel the agony. Go through the trauma, but count it all joy. Because this will turn you into gold. This will turn you into a pearl. Your uniqueness is coming out. That's what this is. The crushing is bringing out your uniqueness. The pressure is bringing out your uniqueness. You were originally created in my image. Because the next time you look in the mirror, I want you to see the image that I created you in. Not the image that the world says you are. Not the image that your mommy and daddy say you are. Not the image that your husband or wife says that you are. Not the image your children say you are, your friends, your colleagues, or whoever says you are, or even you say you are there's an image that I have for you and I'm just squeezing it out. I'm squeezing him out. I'm squeezing her out. So you can see how beautiful and wonderful and marvelous you are. It's for your good. It's for your sake. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your unconditional love. We give you praise, we thank you for strength, we thank you for courage, we thank you for your goodness. 23rd Psalm, it says your goodness and your mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. My friend, dear brother, dear listener, dear sister, his goodness, God's goodness, his goodness will follow you all the days of your life. And you will, you will, if you choose to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. I know that he's He's after you. I know that God is coming after you. The question is, will you put your hand in his? Will you open the door for him? And will you say, enter, Lord, I need you. I need you. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Feel free to write to activate God's purpose at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. Activate God's purpose at gmail.com. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I should also start um, talking about the Zoom that we have every Thursday. Um, if you go To activate God's purpose on Instagram, you'll see that um, you'll see the posts that promote Activate God's Purpose Zoom every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. And um, I'll talk more about that as we go. I need to be more vocal about that. Uh, But just letting you know that it's out there. God bless you. God keep you. God make his face to shine upon you. Go through the trial. Don't come up prematurely. Go through the trial. Don't come up prematurely. Trust me. I'm talking from experience. It's worth it. And don't give up and don't throw in the towel. Yes, cry, weep, scream, yell. But don't you give up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.